The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Well, good morning. Um, we're having, seemingly having horrible background noise here, but good morning. This is our Thursday morning show on PIC Classified. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are going to be talking about human trafficking. A few weeks ago, we were outraged and saddened by the kidnapping of almost 300 or more girls by an Islamist militia group from a Nigerian school. But do you know that this is happening to young men and women Every single day in every single city and country, certainly in the United States, but also worldwide. It's a huge criminal enterprise. So my guests today are two people who are taking action, Dottie Laster and Nick Hart. They have a project entitled Bound No More. So Dottie and Nick constantly find themselves on the front lines of this pervasive problem. Good morning to you, Dottie and Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This is such an important project. Um, let's let's just start a little bit, Dottie, by telling our listeners a little bit about your background. Yes, well, I'm, I've been doing this about 11 years. I first came to this when I was getting my master's degree at St. Mary's University. And um, a speaker from the State Department came and talked about modern slavery, human trafficking. And I had a flash forward in that moment. I knew what the next 10 years held in store for me. And, and pretty much it's come to pass. I've, I've really had a wonderful journey. Well, you've been amazing, Dottie. I, you know, I've, I've been following you for the past few years. You, you actually saw some of it in action when you were in, in school in Paris and Budapest, right? I did. I um, was just kind of getting my toes wet and, and already had some information and knew what I wanted to do. And I found myself enjoying a beautiful day in Paris when I bumped into a victim from Bosnia. Oh, wow. And uh, it just showed me instantly how real this was and how widespread it was. Amazing. I mean, we didn't even know what human trafficking was just a few years ago. And you certainly, with others, I know like Logan Clark and um, um, Alan Cardoza, have brought it to the forefront. And yes, we appreciate we've, that. We've had a lot of years now of really good media coverage and thanks to shows like yours where we can get real information to people so they can see 
what's in front of them. Now, I know you are, as a result of uh, your involvement, you were appointed the U.S. Attorney's Human Trafficking Rescue Alliance. And that must have been really interesting to work on. <laughs> that was. In fact, that was the, the proving grounds where I found all the landmines and, and really learned how to coordinate a group to work um, on this issue. And I was really proud of that. Those were very early days when um, not many people even that were tasked with this job, knew much about how it would work and what to do. And so I got some of the best training and the best experience um, at, at that time. There, there was no manual. We, we wrote it, literally, and uh, there was no experience. We were the ones out there creating it. There, there were a group before us a few years, and those were our mentors, maybe a few dozen people. And uh, I'm thankful for every one of them and, and everyone that came after. And then uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office selected you to be certified. And didn't you train like more than 5,000 law enforcement officers? <laughs> yes, I was surprised as anybody when the U.S. Attorney's Office called and asked if I would like to be trained to train law enforcement and others on this issue by the Department of Justice. And I was so humbled and so happy that they had selected me to do that, it was myself and about 80 people um, around the nation that received this training. And, um, you know, I, I'm just like a naive little kid. I went and soaked it in and, and uh, read every word and, and kept. I still have my manuals, my certificate, and everything I do is based off that core, that core training that we got in the beginning yeah. of how to handle this very complex crime. Very, very serious, complex crime. And now, I know that you were the co-founder of San Antonio's Tex- San Antonio's Coalition Against Human Trafficking, right? Yes. And you were an administrator of the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> I had so much fun. It was a two-year paid vacation to California, and also <laughs> some of the most important work I've done. <laughs> oh, wow. And then now, currently, you're with the Bernardo Kohler Center in Austin. And what, yes. do, they, what do they do, Dottie? Uh, the Bernardo Kohler Center provides immigration legal services to um, immigrants that either are abused, abandoned, and neglected children or victims of, very, um, or, or victims of violent crime. So uh, I sit in under the Human Trafficking Program, we call our program Save One Soul, or SOS, the Urgent Distress Call, to show the fierce urgency that's needed to help victims of trafficking. And I, I tell you, that's been one of the strongest tools I've had, because even though I'm not an attorney, I'm recognized the same as an attorney in immigration law. So mm-hmm. I can practice mm-hmm. immigration law, which makes my opinion that of a legal expert as well, as able to not lose these cases through the gaps because I represent them. I can hold the victim's hand literally through all the, the barriers and problems that they face until um, we get them stable. So, Dottie, are you getting... I, we all saw the news yesterday about the uh, children from El Salvador that are crossing the border in droves. Are you getting some of those kids? Well, it's kind of interesting. That's a whole show. In fact, we should do another one on that. I'm not sure about that. It, it, we aren't seeing an increase 
um, in any populations that we serve except the trafficking victims, and that's because I believe, you know, we're getting better at finding them. But we also see that there are not outside agencies um, separate. The, the only agencies that have contact with those kids are paid for by the government, who is also the agency housing them. And mm-hmm. I, I just think something smells a little bit with that. Interesting. Interesting. And, of course, uh, <laughs> with your many hats, you're also the <laughs> chief executive officer of your Leicester um, Global Consulting. So you, you consult in all kinds of high-profile cases. I know, Dottie, because I, I see all the little um, notes that go back and forth on some of our private investigator email listservs that you've been responsible for just hundreds of rescues and restoration of victims. So oh, well, I, thank you. I applaud you for that, Dottie. You're doing just amazing work. Now, and of course, we can't leave this part without talking about your TV movie stuff. You were <laughs> featured in a documentary on sex trafficking in Latin bars and cantinas called The Cantonera. Yes, and that's being screened in Houston, I believe, this week. I'm really proud of that film and, and just what a wonderful filmmaker Ruth Villatoro. And I think we'll see more and more films from her. And then you're going to be on a television series, Project Red Light. Is that right? Yes, we have the, that was the working title. We have the new title now. And it's on MSNBC. It'll be out soon. We don't know when, but it's called, it's under the the uh, Sex Slave series that they already have. And it's called Sex Slave Texas Rescue. And I won't give it away, but as the name implies, we did rescue, and it's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for people to see it. But I want everyone to notice, we did not arrest any victims. And if you watch most of the other in that series, it ends with the arrest of the victims, and that somehow that's a good thing. Uh-uh. We rescued without hurting the victims, and I'm very proud of that. Very good. Okay. And I, I also know you're, you're a recipient of several Human Rights Awards and all kinds of things, and well-deserved, Dottie, well-deserved. So, okay. Nick, Nick, are you yes, there? Ma'am. Yes, you've ma'am, recently, Okay. You've recently joined forces with Dottie as co-founders of the Bound No Born Project. Yeah, um, uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. What's the mission of Bound No More? Bound No More was uh, put together because we kind of had this uh, coalition of people who had come together with various expertise. And uh, we've got some military-trained uh, guys on the team, and we just we do what we do in order to extract people that are in difficult situations. Uh, they, they may be sex trafficked. Uh, they could be just exploited uh, individuals. But um, So we bring our expertise together under, under Bound No More. Uh, Dottie and I uh, run the Bound No More team, and uh, uh, she is the uh, expert in, in human trafficking and identifying that. And then when the investigation gets rolling, we team up and, and uh, kind of pound the ground together. And uh, if we can shake things loose enough normally, uh, we see some results pretty, pretty quickly. So. Okay. Now, I know you're also a former U.S. Marine, correct? Yes, yes, ma'am. And, you know, a lot of my... Uh, military training helped uh, with that. I did some uh, some things over in Somalia that uh, uh, were 
uh, you know, classified nature, and it, it, it helped me uh, to get to be able to, to see how to uh, run an investigation, what intelligence is like, and what real-world uh, intelligence is about. So. Okay, and, and you're a firearms instructor, an NRI, NRI firearms instructor? I, I am. I'm an NRA firearms instructor. I'm really uh, proud of that, and I, I promote a safe uh, use and an ethical use of firearms, as well as I'm a Texas concealed handgun license instructor. So okay, and you're a pastor of a church. I do, and it it, it gives me a, a unique perspective uh, into these things. Uh, I felt like uh, God called me into the ministry about 12 years ago. My went to a very large. Uh, SBC church in the in the area, and they uh, were very supportive of me. And I've been uh, a full time pastor for about eight years. Um, obviously, I do it bivocationally. But when it comes to uh, enslavement, especially in the areas of, and we're seeing this a whole lot and a whole lot more is the uh, the cultish type of stuff. It gives me a unique perspective as to the mindset and why this is going on and things like that. Okay. Well, we're going to pause briefly for a commercial break. Um, Nick and Dottie, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yes, ma'am. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. 
My guests today are Dottie Laster and Nick Hart with the Bound No More Project, an anti-human trafficking organization. And I was just talking to Nick about his background. Nick, I know you're also a Texas private investigator, correct? I am, yes. And you are also a uh, process server? I do process server, yes, ma'am. And uh, I believe from reading your bio that you specialize in missing persons and human trafficking and anything to do with cults. Well, we, we do. And, and, you know, when Dottie and I came together, and we brought our various expertises uh, together. It just kind of, uh, you know, things fall in your lap sometimes and, and, uh, and the stars line up right. And, you know, with me being a pastor and I have, you know, read a couple books on on a you know some of the cults here in America and there's there's more popping up every day it's in, it's incredible how many and uh, and then there of course it's the same MO as the what pimps do to prostitutes they mm-hmm. use the same breakdown procedures they they use the same things to get these people mentally enslaved and that's what they really have to do first before the physical enslavement comes they have to mo- emotionally enslave these people so Absolutely. Dottie, uh, tell us a little bit about human trafficking in the United States. Well, um, as you said in your opening, human trafficking occurs uh, in every state in the United States and and probably every city, everywhere there's a group of people together. I haven't found a place that I can say it isn't there. And uh, I live in a town of 48,000 people that's very you know, well off, and, and, and you wouldn't think, well, this is a place I'd look for trafficking, and yet I found six or eight or ten cases without even trying to look. I mean, right. I honestly right. try to not look here, but I find it anyway. Yeah. Well, I know there's uh, you know, there's major corridors. Like I'm familiar with in California, there's a major corridor that comes up Highway Five through Modesto and onto Sacramento. That is a it's a huge area. And those are small yeah. communities. And criminals are opportunistic. You know, they're going to go where there's low risk and there's high reward. And they're also, if they can prey on someone's weaknesses, so they're predators that are using opportunity and low risk, um, you know, in the, in the form of lots of people or being able to move frequently and easily. What I'm seeing in a trend over the last 10 years, and I don't know if it's just, the way my journey is, or if it's the way, you know, this moves, but we've seen a lot more U.S. citizen victims. In fact, they're coming to us pretty much a couple of weeks now, Um, U.S. citizen victims that are from affluent families with no indicator that you think, wow, we need to consider this a high-risk person for trafficking. I mean, it just floors me, the damage done here. Um, for somebody that had such a bright future in front of them. We're seeing men and women, children and adults, um, all cultures. But uh, I definitely have more U.S. citizen cases than I do immigrants right now. That's really interesting. Um, and there must be just an immense amount of money involved, because I understand it's it's um, second only to the sale of drugs. That's correct. In the... You have to look at your kid if you're thinking, how do I protect my kid? Well, we look at our kids as innocent and loving and, and you know, our most pre- precious um, 
you know, precious thing in the world. Well, the trafficker looks at your kid as 200000 a year, you know, per yeah. kid, maybe more. And if I threw $200,000 out in the street alone, somebody's going to get it. Or if I threw it out there and said, you know, jump through these hoops to get it, I'm going to have a line of people. And so I think parents need to look at their kids um, in a in a multiple perspectives here and understand that these bad guys see dollar signs. And they're not going to drive up in a van and throw them in and kidnap them. Yeah, it happens occasionally. We do have some victims like that. But more often what happens is they're going to come through the back door and the side door and they're going to ingrain themselves into your kid's life and they're going to separate your kid emotionally, geographically, socially, even culturally from you. And that's what's so hard to get them back because no one's going to run look for them. They're not kidnapped. They appear to go willingly. But it is an abduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much like an abuse victim, uh, a domestic abuse victim, where they're manipulated and separated from their families. Yeah, it is. And, and the thing is, they, they would have to leave a group of people under that situation, not just an individual that's making their life hell. And, you know, that's hard enough. You see right. how hard that is if you just have a, a failed relationship. In this case, they've got that, and it's compounded by many, many, many other factors. They really can't escape on their own. I mean, a, a few of them do, but it's rare. Most of them usually needed some group of people like, you know, us or, or others that helped them get out and disrupted the situation. They really can't leave on their own. So how do we protect our children, Dottie? Well, our my kids people. were little still. Luckily, they're grown because I'd wrap them in bubble wrap and duct tape and put them <laughs> in a closet, and they would have absolutely no electronic anything. Um, so that's not realistic, but I tell you, that that's what it feels like, having the information that, that Nick and I have. Um, I have a document um, that people will, will give an address they can email me for. It's a grooming document, and it goes over the stages of grooming. And I think one of the things I would do if my kids were little now is really ingrain in them the grooming, grooming process, what it is, and how to watch for it. Now, just because you know about it doesn't make you immune from it, but it, it's like magic. You know, when you take away the secret of the magician, the trick mm-hmm. is so captivating. And I think if we can take away some of their magic, it would really help. So if some if people they're listening want that grooming document, how would they get it, Dottie? Um, they can email. Um, let's see, where's the best place? Let, let's have them email um, Delilah at imaginepublicity.com, and we'll okay, get that do, grooming document out to you. Okay, how do you spell Delilah? D E L I L A H is in Henry at, at imagine. Publicity.com. Okay. And let me just say also, if you want to send it to Francie at PIC Classified, I will definitely forward it to Dottie and get her uh, engaged with you. So um, that's, that's wonderful, Dottie. So you recently had, just what, last week had a recovery. Yes, we did. I'm still and, giggling about it. <laughs> okay. And I know you can't talk about uh, specifics, but tell us a little bit more about what happened. Well, let, let Nick talk about it. He did such okay. a good job. Let him go with it. Uh, well, the the young woman was uh, uh, basically 
they uh, put her on a substance that uh, was going to keep her down, and they, she was going through the breaking down process, and the mother was just in distress when she called us. Uh, and we find that a lot of times with the, uh, with the principal, the victim's uh, uh, parents, is they're, they're just in such distress that they're not able to think correctly. And so Dottie gets them on the phone, and she, she kind of helps them and holds their hand and, and uh, is an emotional uh, prop for them. And then we start to do our, our background work. And, and this young lady was just, she really was just a sweetheart. And you know what? We run into a lot of troubled kids. We do, but this, this wasn't one of them. She was, she was just a sweetheart, and she was, she was innocent, and, and uh, she was a minor. Uh, legally in Texas, and and they were getting ready to turn her out. And uh, they had had her on all kinds of synthetic drugs, and I believe uh, um, there was going to be a, a rape in the future, and then they were going to turn her out and, and uh, start to pimp her out. And so uh, we worked the case very, very hard via uh, telephone and electronically and uh, through law enforcement, we had some participation there uh, in cooperation with lo- with local law enforcement in the area, and we were able to do a locate on this young lady. And when we did, um, law enforcement went in for us, got her, and uh, and uh, we were able to to get her to a safe place. So that's great. So, and how did you hear about her? You know, uh, the, I believe the tip came in through the Heidi Search Center. Yes. And, and, uh, Heaven's Army. Oh, Heaven's Army, and yeah. uh, but the the Heidi Search Center also is a uh, one of our big sources, and and they gave us a they gave us something not not too long ago, and we it was a very difficult uh, case, another one where a young man was lured over into Mexico by uh, friends of the cartel, and they were using him um, for who knows what, and uh, we ended up getting the the young man back within three days. And or a week, about a week, and um, the Heidi Search Center was was very. Uh, it already known about Dottie or whatever, but Bound No More started to, to come into their scope of vision of tools they could use. And so, uh, when they find people who have resources to to pay us, they mm-hmm. they the Heidi Search Center usually refers them to us because uh, we're kind of like bloodhounds on a, on a trail. As soon as <laughs> we start working something, we we don't we don't stop until it's done. So. Well, this- our, our mantra is we apply pressure. You know, it, 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 it's, uh, it's like a puzzle. You don't always have the picture, but you have the pieces. And yeah. we start putting those pieces together, and we figure out where, where the bad guys are likely to be. And uh, then we, we just make them not very comfortable. And, it sounds, uh, if you're working, uh, if, if you're dealing with cartels, this sounds highly dangerous. Yeah, I mean, uh, we try to uh, put as much distance between us and the cartels as we can. And to be honest with you, we don't have egos. I mean, you know, one of the things that, and by the way, uh, before before we go uh, very much farther, I want to introduce uh, secondhand the rest of the team. But but uh, let me finish with this statement. Uh, we okay. try to put as much distance as we can between us and the abusers. We don't have any ego about this. We don't. We don't get to hold huge press conferences afterwards and uh, have our foot on top of, of someone's head and, and pound our chest and go, look what we did. And, and we're not interested in that. Well, we do this for employment, but we also do it because we're good at it and passionate about it. And so, um, we're, you know, um, it can be horribly dangerous because, 
uh, cartel members or uh, pimps or organized crime or will come back at you, and they're the ones that are most often involved in, in prostitution rings. So mm-hmm. they, they don't like them to be broken up, their merchandise to be snatched away, and yes, we, we try to work behind the scenes as much as possible. When we cannot work behind the scenes anymore, we become very visible on purpose, and the rest of the team is, is brought to bear. And, I, and, and if uh, you've got a, a minute, let, I will just introduce secondhand the rest of the team. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, Nick, hold that thought. We need to take another quick break, but we'll do it right when we come back. Dottie and Nick will return in just a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. We're talking about human trafficking, the kidnapping for the purpose of sex trafficking and holding people in bondage. Um, Nick was just telling us about about the team they have. Te- you wanted to introduce your team, Nick. Who are they? Yes, my, uh, and uh, you know, Franzi, let me apologize already uh, to you and your listeners for the Texas twang. I, I feel sometimes <laughs> how, how Southern my, my voice can be, but the rest of the team consists of two other members besides Dottie and myself. Who, do, they talk like have... you, do, do they talk like you, Nick? <laughs> no, ma'am. That, it, their accent is not nearly as thick as mine. Okay, and, no, I, uh, love it. I, I, I was love born it. in Texas, and, and I went in the Marine Corps and went around the world, and I came back to Texas, so uh, <laughs> the accent kind of stuck. But uh, okay. Jason Humphrey is uh, one of the other team members. He's really an information specialist and another PI, and what he does is he's just, his organization is great. It comes from his background. 
uh, he, from what he did before in his employment. Uh, but uh, he's very organized. He compiles charts and things for us like that. And then he is also uh, the head of the extract team. And what? And Jason's also an NRA firearms instructor. And mm-hmm. he is also a fourth-degree black belt in Aikido. I was uh, one of his first students here in the Braunfels, been, been uh, one of his students for about five years, and I had taken martial arts when I was uh, in the Marine Corps and practiced for about 21 years now. But, but Jason's one of, the, one of the best and most humble guys at, at, uh, that I've ever seen and getting ready to be promoted to fifth-degree black belt. Wow. And so he, he brings a, a wide range of uh, expertise as well. To our team uh, because we train a lot of people in hand to hand, and uh, and uh, Jason's the head of that. So when we go to do an extract, uh, we uh, Jason not only uh, comes out of the information shadows and into the into the extract if we've got to go get a minor. And then the other person is John White, and John White was a special operator in the Marines. He was uh, attached to, to SOCOM, which is uh, Marine Corps Special Special Operations Command. And uh, he's on the extract team as well, and uh, we use him for that. So there's, there, you know, with Dottie being a human trafficking expert, more than 11 years in, in doing this, with me being a private investigator and having a lot of experience there, as well as, uh, you, you know, I'm really an in-your-face type of guy. If we've got to get on the ground and go and knock on doors and, and uh, extract that information out of people, that's where, that's really where I come in, and then... Uh, you know, Jason being the information specialist and, and uh, John and him doing the, uh, heading up the extract team, we have a very good team of people who are able to get done whatever whatever's going on. So. It does sound like a great team. And I, with your Aikido background, too, for both of you, that must be a, a great benefit, I'm sure. It is because uh, it's one of those martial arts where you can hide little things. Uh, uh, someone, if they grab a hold of you, you can twerk them around a little bit, and they're, uh, uh, you know, if somebody shows up on scene with uh, lights on the top of their hood, they, you know, you, you didn't have to punch the guy in the face three times to get him off you. So <laughs> we don't, exactly. you know, we don't, we don't want to take a ride, an unnecessary ride if we don't have to. So, um, but, so, uh, go ahead, go I'm ahead. sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead with what you're going to say. No, I, I just, uh, it's, it's wonderful to bring, be able to bring those assets to these human resources. And, of course, you know, I'm sitting here talking us up as a team and talking about this, but it's surprisingly it's surprising how humble uh, uh, all these team members are and willing to, to take direction from, you know, Dottie and I are the, are the co-founders of, of Bound No More, but everyone on the team is really knows their role, they're a team member, and it's like um, nobody's in charge here. We just, we just all work together, and it's, it's neat to be able to bring human beings together like that because you don't see it a lot. Yeah, and, and Nick, how do you work with law enforcement, and what are their limitations, law you enforcement? Know, I tell people in my CHO classes all the time, law enforcement officers are my everyday heroes. When I was in the Marines, one of the things about it is, you know, I get to I get to get out and come back home, and and, and you know a lot of guys stay in for twenty years or more, but eventually they'll retire. Uh, you know, law enforcement officers usually get in to make a career out of this. They're putting their life on the line every day, so we we hold them up in the highest respect, and we, we like law enforcement officers, but they do have some limitations on them. As far as you know, when we get on one of these deals, we just we go because people are paying us to do this until it's over with. 
And uh-huh. and usually we have an, a good result. And if we don't, we're quite honest and upfront and say, you know what, the trail's gone cold, uh, and you know there's there's nothing we can do at this point but hand over all the information we have to you for to continue uh, with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But when law enforcement go, they go home, you know, after their shift is over, and they you know they they come back and they have made. 12 other cases on their, on their, you know, desk. And so, uh, they, they have some limitations there. And then as well, if, if the victim and the bad guys know this, it's like, uh, it's like an unspoken rule. (laughs) If they get them in one jurisdiction, they will move them to another. And so, um, you know, a lot of times their uh, law enforcement is limited by the fact that, um, if they're local law enforcement, they have now, left this jurisdiction and gone to another, and it's not like they say, well, this is not my problem anymore, but it really isn't because now the perpetrator is breaking the law in someone else's jurisdiction. Well, so, and they're limited by their own law, their own department yeah, rules about going into absolutely. other jurisdictions. Absolutely. And yeah. so, and so uh, you know, while, while we, we love them and uphold them and, and praise law enforcement for, for what they do, uh, I people ask me this all the time. Well, why is there why is there a need for this? And I don't have to explain it to people very long before they they go. You know what? You can really be focused, can't you? I mean, you can somebody somebody employs you and uh, to to go and do uh, one of these cases and and find do a locate or or do a rescue. Then then uh, you can be really be concentrated. And that's that's our specialty. That's what we do. We're able to. To laser beam focus on on the victim and, and try to try to get them out and being and then afterwards we've developed phase two where Dottie goes in and she's a victim's advocate for these people she she was I personally personally witnessed her go in and while people have gotten rape trauma kits uh, uh-huh. done on them Dottie has sat there with the with the victim's parents and held hands and. And, and yeah. coach them through that, and as well, uh, you know, uh, often they're referred. They, she deprograms them initially mm-hmm. uh, to help them understand that they're the victim. Because oftentimes they come out and they think, "Well, I, it, this is all my fault." So Dottie helps right. the, with the deprogramming very quickly, and then we get a report off to law enforcement about what happened. So this is all legal and above board, and then. You know, the uh, mental therapy starts with uh, Dottie refers them out to psychotherapists and, and psychologists so so they can get some of the victims can get counseling. So phase two is uh, the uh, victim advocacy that uh, Dottie brings to the table. So Okay. So, so I have two questions. One, when do you get law enforcement involved? Well, you know, we try to let them know what we're doing right up front, and we want to be respectful to local local law enforcement. So we will call and say, hey, we're going to be on scene. You're probably going to get a call for a suspicious vehicle in the area because a lot of our work is nighttime work, and we're mm-hmm. going to sit on a house or sit on a neighborhood or, or something like that. So they know that we're there, and we're trying to be respectful and let them know. But okay. uh, I, the last case, when you're actually talking about interaction with law enforcement, we have run into U.S. Marshals in the field, have, have had no problems whatsoever with them, worked closely with them uh, every once in a while, uh, uh, shared information back and forth. We've, we've done this with other local law enforcement agencies, but uh, we actually uh, had a probation officer jump in on our side 
was one of our last cases, uh, and uh, it, I won't. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but there ended up being a SWAT raid done on okay. uh, the uh, home where the victim was at, and uh, SWAT ended up going in and getting her out. Now, this is how sneaky it can get. The perpetrators, the, the recruiters who had helped the abusers get this girl were on their way to act as friends to the house. I had to call law enforcement and tell them these people are not friends. They're going to come and say they are. They helped recruit this girl into this, uh, in this prostitution scheme. Do not let her take take her away. Don't, do not let them take her away. And so uh, they put me on the phone with uh, the law enforcement agency that was there on scene, and I uh, was able to speak with them, and, and they took her into custody for her own good and then released her. Uh, to a recognizance later. So that uh, that means you've got to have a lot of credibility with your local law enforcement agencies. My my second question to you, Nick, is what what do you do, or Dottie, whoever wants to handle this, what do you do with a family that can't afford for their child to get counseling and psychological help? Well, um, there's several avenues, and and this is again where victim advocacy comes in. Either. Uh, it, we guide them on when and how they should file um, reports with law enforcement because if they get a case number, they can qualify for victim's compensation. Okay. And so that's one thing. You know, they're just in chaos when all this happens. And there's so many decisions up front that are very important. And, uh, you know, do I get a lawyer? Do I report to police? Do I do nothing? And we kind of help and guide them through that so they can make decisions in their best interest and that, that's another thing, too. I come at it from their best interest. What's mm-hmm. in the best interest of their loved one? Um, because there's a lot of competing um, interests going on, money being a lot of, you know, that's, that's one of them. Um, so if we can guide them through getting some help through victim's compensation, that leaves some of the burden. The other thing is sometimes we can help them raise the money they needed by explaining, you know, what we do, why we were called, and what this victim is going to, you know, be facing over the next couple of years. And um, so, uh, you know, our first goal is to rescue the victim, and then the second goal, there's also fun, uh, it's hard to access, but I, re- I really am starting to see a, a better response with some of the money put out there specifically for restoring human trafficking victims. So, again, that's a maze for someone outside of this world to, to navigate, but, um, but we can help with that, too. Or okay. we can tell them where maybe they don't want to try. You know, we've, we've got real-life experience of where they may and may not want to seek out services. Okay, and I, and I know, Dottie, that uh, Nick said that you, um, you get paid for doing this, but I also know that you guys do a lot pro bono where you're not getting paid and you do the extraction anyway. Yeah, next ring of me in. I'm the bad one. I, I can't let anyone with money come to me because I'll just go. I'm like a dog with a bone, and I, I won't stop. And uh, so it's good to have teammates where we can structure this because, you know, as we pointed out, um, you know, the more we do this, the more we're, we're hurting our families and selling our belongings in order to go rescue people. So... Um, you know, in the early days, there just was no money out there. There yeah. just really wasn't a way. Um, I mean, I wrote $6.5 million in grants, but they weren't getting yeah. to, to the victims. And so right. I got 
kind of turned off over the years about even talking about money. But I think we've come along as a society in understanding what this is, and now I think we can make it a little more sustainable and realistic. So even if someone doesn't have what we need right away, um, we can work with them to help them find ways to get it or to limit the scope of what we do so we can still be effective. Okay, Dottie, we need to take another quick break. More to come with Bound No More Folks, Dottie and Nick. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. It's a pleasure today to have both Dottie Laster and Nick Hart with me to expose this trend of human trafficking. A term that wasn't even in our vocabularies a few years ago. And so, you know, we have Father's Day coming up this Sunday. Nick, what, is, what does that day mean when it comes to human trafficking? You know, that's, it's so difficult because we live in such a, a fragmented culture where, and it, you know, hopefully I, I'm, I don't get too preachy with you, but I just, <laughs> uh, you know, every male you, you see on TV, there's something wrong with them. Every, every time there's a sitcom on, uh, the the male's all always an idiot, and uh, and and you know you, you look at what's going on with society and and almost the the uh, emasculation of men and 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 you think where are the then you think well, what are what's our role and what's our fault as men why are our children being taken and there's this apathy. Um, from from fathers and husbands and 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 you think well, what are these men doing why why don't they care because to be honest with you we run into that a lot I mean we run into it uh, 
more than than you would think about. Really, they just they're like, oh, you know, my kid was a bad seed, and you know, and you know, Dottie and I just we we look at him, we're almost begging him, look, just just pay us the minimum, and we'll go do this. And they're they just, you know, they either don't don't want to because they're they're sick of the kid or whatever, and you can just you can see that the home's been torn up and. And so, you know, on Father's Day, with with that holiday coming up, and really pulls on your heartstrings because, you know, if you're a father and your and your child, it, no matter what, son, daughter, what is abducted or or emotionally abducted and taken away from you, and, and then we see the other side of the spectrum. We've been working on one of the cases now where the parents are just horribly up in arms and have done everything in their power to get their their daughter back and and we're trying to help them and we're somewhat hindered by the legal process and 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 so um it just pulls on your heartstrings and you think to, to be a dad and to, and to have that happen to you to have your legacy because to be honest with you when you when you take everything else away the money the, your reputation and everything else the only legacy we, we leave behind is our spiritual legacy and the legacy of the people that we've raised that we had stewardship over in our lives. And, and for your, what is happening with, with uh, people being abducted and human traffic is your legacy is being taken away and stolen from you. And as a mm-hmm. father, I, I don't know how anybody deals with that. So uh, I just thank God it hadn't happened to me. Interesting. Interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprised. Well, I guess, you know, there's apathy everywhere. And if you've had a child that has been, um, had issues, you know, and been pushing sure. the envelope and giving you a bad time all the time, I guess yeah. maybe you could see that perspective. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to put myself in those shoes, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. We're with you there. Um, but, uh, you know, I see they get exhausted or the, or they're distracted or, or whatever. And um, um, you can't win this with silence. You can't win it with apathy. You can't win it with, with hoping the, that it will work out. It takes action. How would you say most young people are recruited? Just by interaction with them and drawing them in? Yeah, it's subtle. It's, it's like I said, it's not a van pulling up and they get thrown inside. I mean, that can happen, but but it's really more they've they've become friends with someone in the last six months to a year. Um, they'll spend about a year grooming them, maybe you know, maybe a short amount of time. But but if if anyone has a victim in the situation, I would look back over the last year and see who was new that started to influence them. Um, they will start to befriend them. Um, they'll offer them something that they may be wanting. You know, kids always want to be older, so they might offer them age-inappropriate experiences, such as, you know, nudity or drugs or dancing or, you know, whatever. Whatever this kid might be saying. Because the, the, the sad thing is, it's like a Chinese finger trap. You know, it's, it's uh, the lure is going to come from the victim themselves. They're going to have told this person what would lure them. So they get all the information in the early stages of the grooming, and then they use that information against their target. And so it's the victim's own words, really. And, Francie, I I think you said something earlier about this is human trafficking is 
uh, second only in monetary to, to drugs for this, right. this crime. Well, uh, every I think everyone that we've worked as eventually they end up on drugs or it was offered to them and it was a gateway into this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't emphasize enough that if you can keep your kids off drugs, they will probably, their, their chances of being humanly trafficked or exploited like this uh, go down greatly. But if, if, if they're, if they're doing drugs, if they're mixed up into that, or or with anybody who is, their their chances of of being exploited or humanly trafficked for sex or any other purposes grow exponentially. Well, it's interesting, Nick, uh, because I think the majority of people, me included, um, think that when they hear hear human trafficking, it's about abductions. It's more about abductions, like this, like the Nigerian students or. Right. Or somebody, a girl off the street. I mean, we've had we've had certainly a, a whole gaggle of them in in California where I live, where girls have been abducted and you know never or, and boys and never to be seen again. Um, so it's interesting to know that there's more of the pulling people in and and plying them with drugs or promises of whatever you know a different lifestyle. Uh, you know, yeah. getting away from a, maybe an abusive father or something yeah. else that's going on at home. Who knows? Yeah. But it's interesting to know that. And, and you know, boy, the, the uh, Hollywood and the, the whole prostitution thing, it's a <laughs> the double-edged sword kind of because, you know, it, it, there's no, I mean, all these, all these girls are victims. In the U.S., you know, there was a large profile case and, for legal purposes, and I don't want to say her name, but we all know that she had a lot of famous actors and people in her in her black book, and that was all made the news a number of years ago, and people were paying $10,000 a night. Well, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, in that extreme case, the, but, you know, these guys are going out paying $50, $100 for these hookers, every one of them. Is a, is a victim, and every one of them is exploited. Right. I mean, right. they they did not. They're not turning them their bodies out for fifty and a hundred dollars because they want to. And it, when you get them off by themselves, they break down. They start crying. Like, oh, well, I'm stuck. I can't get. I mean, you know, I can't go back home. It's bad at home, or I can't. Uh, you know, if I do, they're going to hurt me if the pimp ever catches me or my friend. It's in the stable. They're right. gonna, they told me they're going to beat her. Right, uh, right. You know, so they're going to retaliate on my family or come get my sister. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, they're all victims. Thank you, Nick. I, I appreciate you saying that, and, and we need to be mindful. We, it, we are at the end of our show, and this is such an interesting topic. Let me just say that um, there are laws, at least in the United States, the Trafficking Victims Protection Act that was passed in 2000, and various jurisdictions have uh, their own, uh, various states have their own laws regarding this. Police may seize property and assets through RICO statutes statutes as well so you know there there is progress but not enough and thank you nick and dotty for the work you do thank you so much for being on the show 
Thank and, you for having us. And if we can, if if your cars or people that listen to the show want to contact us for speaking engagements, Dottie does a great job of educating. I do somewhat of a job of entertaining, and uh, if they want us for speaking engagements, we're available for that as well. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, if anybody's interested and they want to send me a note, I will be happy to forward it on to Dottie and Nick. Uh, Tune in next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. It's PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks so much for listening. The PI or with your host for their professional association Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. PI's Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Classified.